0: You know, so we're kind of a small org that punches above our weight a lot of the time. Uh, Nathan is typically our only employee, although we do have a couple of um, seasonal maintenance workers as well. But we're able to keep our kind of overheads pretty darn low, which is cool. And so truthfully, they get off the top of my head here, like 90% of the dollars we bring in go onto the trail, um, which is pretty massive.
1: of the Copper Harbor Trails Club. Why? Because we are already staring at Thanksgiving in the U.S., which also means we are heading towards Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday has become one of the largest days of the year for nonprofits and, more specifically, trail organizations to fundraise for their organizations. The Copper Harbor Trails Club is once again partnered with the Copper Shores Foundation, formerly known as the Portage Health Foundation. And the Copper Harbor Trails Club is rolling into year two of their partnership with Shram a partnership where SRAM matches donations up to $500,000 a year for the Copper Harbors Trails Club. More broadly speaking, this episode serves as a reminder to donate to your local trail organization, wherever that may be. And this episode may provide some insight around how local trail orgs can fundraise for their future. Cooley Creative is the title sponsor for this episode. They design and build custom websites, as well as help companies with branding, photography, and e-commerce. Cooley Creative was started in Wisconsin, but is now based out of Bend, Oregon. Jared from Cooley Creative is a friend of mine. We've traveled together on multiple mountain bike trips, and sometimes he sends it. For more information about Cooley Creative, head on over to www.dudjussendit.com. Yes, that's right, www.dudjussendit will get you to the Cooley Creative website, so check it out. Now, on to the trail effect with Nathan and Adam of the Copper Harbor's Trails Club. Here we are today on Trail Fact. I have Adam Yeoman and Nathan Miller. Adam is the president of the Copper Harbor Trails Club in Copper Harbor, Michigan, also up in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and Nathan is the executive director of the Copper Harbor Trails Club. How's it going today, you two?
2: Great, thanks. It's another cold day in the Keweenaw. Oh.
1: Yeah, well, we kind of. I mean, it's. I think. I think the weather is actually going to really get seasonal here in the next couple of days. Again. <laughs> yeah, you, you've seen snow. I've seen snow in Wisconsin. I don't know if Adam's seen snow in the UK. No,
0: uh, none here. The day I left the UP, it snowed on me pretty hard, but since, it, since I've been over here for the last few weeks, it's been nice.
1: Yeah. So with that, Adam, could you explain what Copper Harbor is as a community? Because I know a lot of people who listen to this co- podcast are probably familiar. You two have been on here before I talk about it quite a bit, but for new listeners and those that don't know what Copper Harbor is, could you give a quick explanation of that? Sure,
0: yeah. So Copper Harbor is this tiny little town, essentially at the end of the road, of all roads to be at the end of. Um, In the Cuna Peninsula, so this little peninsula sticks way up into Lake Superior, kind of the northernmost tip of that, um, northernmost community in Michigan. And it's a community of a couple hundred people in the summer, just over a hundred year round. So really small, tight-knit community. But it has always been a tourist destination throughout the years. I think traditionally just kind of a cruiser spot. Been popular with the off-road crowds, and snowmobiles and, and ATVs and um, birders and all sorts. But in the last 30 years now, mountain bikers have been creeping in uh, more and more. And really over the last 15 years, there's kind of been this explosion of mountain biking here. And it's turned it into this incredible, really world-class destination in the tiniest little corner of Michigan. And it's you can't drive through here, like the road dead ends two miles out of town. And that is as far as you can go in Michigan. So if you're coming to Copper Harbor, you're coming with a purpose. And uh, fortunately, a lot of that is really great mountain biking now.
1: Nathan, do you have anything that you'd like to add to that?
2: Yeah, kind of just to go off of what Adam's saying, uh, they often say that Copper Harbor is as far away from an interstate highway you can get in the lower 48. So that kind of speaks to the distance it takes to get here we're like eight or ten hours from chicago and detroit minneapolis like it takes a day to get all the way to copper harbor but when people are there you can just disappear because there's just endless forests for tens of thousands of acres in all directions there's no cell service over most of it uh there's very little wi-fi even around in town so you come to Copper Harbor to get away from it all. And it it really works. You got Lake Superior on three sides, and you got all the forests, the hills, the rivers, the valleys. There's just so much to explore. And that's a big reason why we love it.
1: Yeah, that's that's perfect. Cause that's I know that's why I come up is all the reasons you guys just explained. Let's go into uh Giving Tuesdays. So you've you know, Giving Tuesday's been a thing for I don't know, at least five or seven years now. Um And you guys have been partnered with the Portage Foundation for a fair amount of time, which has been incredible. And then recently in the last year or so, you partnered with SRAM. Let's talk about the success of Giving Tuesday for 2022. And I'm going to throw that one over to you, Nathan, and then we'll get into the SRAM partnership after that.
2: Sure. Yeah. So we've been partnering with the, it's now the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation, but previously the Portage Health Foundation. Um, So we'd been a partner with their Giving Tuesday match program for three years leading into last year. And we'd been raising twenty to thirty grand to help rebuild trails. We raised a bunch of money to rebuild our trail Daisy Dukes. So it's a fun jumper and roller trail for beginners and intermediate riders. Uh, we used a lot of money that we raised from a separate year to build our Highlands Trail. And then last year we we got a SRAM partnership, and we said, "Hey, we got a lot of money to match five hundred thousand dollars this year to match." And how many? How many people can we come out and donate through the Portage Health Foundation's uh, Giving Tuesday program? Because then we'd get two matches. Not only would the foundation match it, then SRAM would match everything after that. And I think that message really worked for a lot of people because we went from raising like $25,000 a year to almost raising $118,000 in 2022. And that was the biggest, fastest fundraiser we'd ever done. Uh, We'd raised a lot of money to help build the Keweenaw Point Trail phases in the past, but that was over months and months of pushing. And so to really squeeze that all down into two or three week period here during November of 2022 was just incredible. And when we saw the check, it was like six figures. Holy cow, we're going to be building a lot of trail this year. (laughs)
1: Well, and to be clear, if I saw it right, that actually, you know, we're recording this before Thanksgiving and this is going to go live also before Thanksgiving. And I believe that it's actually running now. It is. Yeah, so we're, we're
2: partnered with them again in 2023 here. So all donations through November, um, right up until Giving Tuesday there, are going to be matched by the Copper Shores Community Health Foundation here in the Keweenaw. And then again by SRAM after it's all said and done.
1: Well, speaking of SRAM, let's go to you, Adam. Let's talk about this SRAM partnership because we've uh, we've gone through, I believe this is a five-year partnership and we've gone through one year now, correct?
0: Yeah. Um, so it really came about with the help of Aaron Rodgers, you know, right here Copper Harbor Local who owns Rock Solid Trail Contractors. He was able to put us in touch with SRAM and they were just, I think, at the right time to start helping trail orgs like ourselves uh, and other organizations to start putting some money on the ground. It just they're they're great. They've been great to work with. Uh, it's a really great partnership. They're just happy with what we're doing without a lot of oversight, which is great for us. Um, but it just means that we can put their money on the ground and you know just just put it to work. And this last year was amazing. We built more trail in a single year uh, than we ever had before. The community support and business support and everybody was great to to actually be able to match those funds. Um, and we saw in our events as well; they were bigger than ever. So it's really just kind of this cool success story that it just kind of came about with a little bit of help. Um, and it's just been a really great partnership.
1: Well, speaking of putting trail on the ground, let's talk about all the trail that went on the ground. Um, and I'll throw this one back to you, Nathan, and then we'll have you, Adam, kind of supplement that because I know both of you two have been involved with different trails that have gone on the ground. They're both at East Bluff Bike Park and also a Point Phase 3 and probably some other stuff I don't know about. So. Let's talk about what the money got spent on in, in 2023,
2: Nathan. Sure. Yeah, we had a, a lot of money. Uh, but I don't know if Adam mentioned it, but yeah, the tram deal is five years for $500,000 a year that we have to match. And if we match it, then they'll, they'll hit us with 500 grand. So we're talking almost a million dollars or more of trail development every year. And it really showed this year um, in 2023, we... Got started as soon as we could. Uh, We finished up our trail dueling banjos at the East Bluff Bike Park. And I was in partnership with Rock Solid there. And so it was kind of originally envisioned we'd build this jump trail coming down off of Florian. And they, they found a lot of good dirt. They found a lot of big rocks and boulders. And they said, hey, let's make this trail as wild and cool as possible. And so they split the jump trail into two separate lines. And they built one line that's a little bit chunkier and more difficult with big rock hits. And then they built another one that's got big dirt jumps on it. And that has been a really popular trail for people just to do some quick laps on. You can ride up the road to get to it. Um, So it's much easier to access than Flying Squirrel and Danimal ever have been um, for us over in Brockway Mountain. So that's been a really popular trail. Um, we, We continued with several other trails on East. Up. I've lost track of them, honestly, because they were coming on so fast, but we had Lone Rider and A Horizon, which were, uh, they, they could be called break and ride trails, where you just scrape all the duff off and just leave it be, uh, but they built them partially with machines. So there's also occasional little berms and jumps, and they're, they've been kept very rough for machine-built trails, which is something that we hadn't really had in a long time in Copper Harbor. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how those trails develop over the coming years because right now, they're still very soft. There's still a lot of roots and old stumps that they've left in the woods. People are still making their own lines, and it'll probably turn into Paul's Plunge from top to bottom. Uh, I know folks like Adam are excited for this sort of thing. It's a little bit above my head, but a lot of people have been waiting for just this sort of trail in Copper Harbor, and we have two or three of them now, which is really exciting. Um, and see what else we build on And we built the Keweenaw Point Trail Phase 3, Section 1. Um, so the Keweenaw Point Trail and this entire, we got, you really have to zoom out to see the Keweenaw Point Trail uh, because it's a trail that is 30 to 40 miles long um, on paper. And so this trail started in 2015. We built the first section of it on the ridge above Fort Wilkins and Lake Fannyhoe. And that took you out to about the end of US-41. And then in successive phases, we got it all the way out to High Rock Bay. And if you haven't been to Copper Harbor yet, you really have to open up a map to see where we're going. Because we go from the end of the road at Copper Harbor to the very, very tip of Michigan in the middle of Lake Superior. And So we take this trail all the way out to this very remote shoreline at High Rock Bay. And so this year, we finally have gotten started on the phase three section of this, where originally phase three was going to be about 15 or 16 miles. Uh, We chopped it up into manageable pieces. And so section 3.1 takes you from High Rock Bay down along the Schlatter Lake shoreline south to another really amazing beach at Keystone Bay. And it goes through some really wild forest. It goes through a a massive old burn zone where about 15 or 17 years ago, there was a natural wildfire. And this whole area was completely burned up and there were no trees left standing except some old charred snags. And now the forest is regrowing. And to take a trail through a landscape like that is very unique. It's a really cool feature. And it takes you right out to this, this shoreline where previously almost nobody had been able to access. So we've really opened up this terrain in Michigan for everybody, um, not just mountain bikers, but hikers too. And even our builders, uh, our rock solid partners, um, they get all the way out there like, wow, I remember when I had to spend all day hacking through the forest, literally with a machete to get here. And now you can just ride your bike and it takes you an hour or two from town. And it's just such an amazing experience to get that far away from civilization. And you just look out and there's, it's just a humongous view of Lake Superior and nothing else. It's so cool.
1: Yeah. And I was talking to a couple of builders this summer and I know like, just to kind of put this into perspective, they had a 45 minute to hour long ATV ride to get to their build site from
2: town. Yep. And that's not even as far as we're planning to go. Um, It's going to get worse for them. Uh, They might have to actually like camp out there because the, the roads to get out here, like, they're not really roads anymore. They're just massive potholes the size of trucks the whole way. Um, so to go 45 minutes to an hour on an ATV, like, you're puttering along in some of those spots. And that was in a good year. It was very dry this summer. And if it had been wet, like, you're talking three, four-foot deep puddles to get out to some of these locations. So a mountain biking trail, high and dry the whole way, like, that's that's primo. You you said segment
1: one, put that into perspective. How many segments are there?
2: That we have permitted. There's two more. Uh, We also have some more shoreline that we'll talk about here that we could be building next year. And Keywana Point Trail, as it's currently permitted, doesn't even make it all the way back to town. Um, There'd still probably be a six to eight mile stretch to get it back to East Bluff. So we're talking long-term plans here. We still have a few more years until we wrap this thing all the way around. But once it's done, like it's going to be a really cool backpacking and bikepacking trail because you'll just be able to go out and do a 40 or 50 mile loop on one trail and not see anything twice. And you come all the way back again. It's going to be really cool. And there's not many places you can do that in Michigan.
1: There's not many places you can do that anywhere. Adam, let's throw this over to you. Let's let's get some of your highlights from 2023 summer slash build season.
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. So everything Nathan mentioned, uh, another downhill trail on East Bluff is about two thirds done that's Thunderbolt. And so that'd be, we'll wrap that up first thing next year, but kind of a really cool, uh, has some natural rick and ride feel, but also fairly machine built. Um, so just really fast with some cool big features and, and Nathan said this, and, and, and I noticed that all the berms face downhill and so they're all fast. You carry amazing speed through it. So I think it's my new favorite trail in the harbor. It's incredible. Uh, and then we had a bunch of just kind of like housekeeping projects we did as well just a very short connector at the bottom of the flow to get you over to a crushed gravel path just to try and help get people off the road it's kind of it's one of the biggest pet peeves that we hear from the community is just um there's there's trail and people tend to ride the road back and so we're just trying to improve that both for safety and just as respect for everybody who lives up there um then we completed a crushed gravel path around the uh the lake at the campground so Chosen Kent which is partially owned um, by Airwood Rock Solid. It's a nice kind of not even green circle, even easier than that, just a crushed gravel greenway that meanders around the lake um, through some lovely orchards and through the gardens that are there and, and the farm. So it makes a, a kind of cool elongated figure eight where you can go around the lake here, crushed gravel path all the way through town and then out through the state park at Fort Wilkins. And it's always something that we've been lacking. You know, our terrain just lends itself to sort of intermediate and upriding. And so this is a nice way to have some family-friendly stuff right from town. Yeah, uh, we built the, uh, an, another connecting segment in the point trail world of things um, for a long time. The end of phase one and then two East Bluff was a, a gap with just <laughs> yeah, uh, a road where you had to ride the, the Mandan, which is a dusty and very busy road at this point, just with the increased traffic out in q um, So this is a mile-plus segment um, that we were able to build with the help of the DNR. It was like the the linchpin to put that all together. So yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Point Trail, CUNA Point Trail, 1, 2, 3, 1.25, all of it is going to be pretty, yeah, like we talked about. There's nothing like it, Uh, certainly Michigan and and many other places. And it really is a cool complement to our network, where the original network on the in-town stuff is relatively high density. I mean, you don't see a lot of people out there, but there are people out there. And it's a lot of our downhill stuff, kind of more traditional stuff. And then the East Block Bike Park is the same thing, mostly downhill focus, but then you can get out on the Point Trail and not see anybody and ride for 40 miles. And so it's really cool to have both of those types of trails within our system.
1: Yeah. You also had some really successful events this year. And I think the the one event that everybody knows about is Trails Fest, which happens over Labor Day weekend every year. And I think you might be coming up on the 30th year, if I'm not mistaken of that. But let's talk about all your events because you also do skills clinics and other stuff as well. And I can throw that. To, let's throw that to Adam to start out with.
0: Yeah. So this last year was our 30th anniversary of Trails Fest, um, which is just crazy. Uh, unbelievable. It's been going that long. Certainly our biggest event ever. Essentially, all of our races sold out and sold up pretty early. And we think we're probably at capacity because this year was a stretch to get it all into the two days that we have. Uh, but it was great. Um, the weather was killer and the events were good. And- What's cool about Trails Fest, if people haven't been, is that because there's nothing else to do in Copper Harbor, everybody just gets together afterwards, and we have live music, kind um, of beers and food vendors. And so, where I think other big trails events, you know, after the races you part and go to restaurants or go wherever, you just can't do that in Copper Harbor. So you get to get back together with everybody, and so it's a really cool vibe. For the second year running, we've turned on the switch for the Northern Lights, and so that's always a nice added bonus uh, and great music both nights and. So it's a great event if people haven't come, come up to it because it's pretty awesome and pretty unique. And like you said, we have other events. So to start out the year, Memorial Day weekend, we have Ride the CUNA, which is a collaboration with other trail networks in our area. And so there's kind of group rides at each of the trail networks starting Friday night down at the Soki Trails, which are a couple hours south of Copper Harbor through a really cool old mine site. And then through the trail networks closer to Houghton, so the Michigan Tech Trails, Trinity Rapids, and Sweet Town. And then finishes up with us in Copper Harbor on the Sunday where we hold our first Enduro of the year. And then uh, a couple of clinics as well. So we do our big boy clinic, um, which is in early June, which is just a teaching clinic. But I think this year we were at trying to like uh, 65 campers or so, something like that. Yeah. yeah it is a, it's such a fun weekend. Um, just getting together. It's cool as coaches as well. Cause it's still pretty early in the season. So we're always struggling. The most riding we've done at that point, so we're trying to put on a brave face. But really, it's it's a hard weekend for us as well. But super cool. And then our women's weekend is at the end of July, and that was the first of the clinics we were doing in the area. it's uh, Hugely successful, I think. It was, was this last year the ten year? This coming up year is the ten year.
2: Uh, no, we did the ten year two years ago. So we're coming oh. up on number twelve. They play clinics yeah. during ten this coming season. That's what it was. And
0: so yeah, women's weekend is kind of what started off and then uh, a bunch of the local guys got jealous. And so that's where we got Big Boy Clinic as well. So two hugely successful events and, and really fun to do every year.
1: Yeah. And I think the Women's Clinic sells out every year pretty quickly, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. Typically yeah. in five or so minutes. Big Boy Clinic is not far behind these days. There's a lot of guys out there that realized that maybe they're not as good as they thought they were. And we can show them how to be a little bit better, ride safer, ride more efficiently out there. And we're bringing in some really, some really cool coaches. We got Brian Motter, who's always in the running for winning every race in the Midwest. Uh, we, have, we got Phil Ottback, back. We've got a lot of local guys, Adams out there. Uh, we really developed a cool pipeline of former participants who have gone on to get their coaching certification and then work their way up from assistant coach all the way to head coach. So it's, it's really all these people are giving back to uh, the riding community um, with the knowledge that they've learned and the knowledge of the trails up here.
1: yeah, well, let's go into looking forward to the giving Tuesday that's actually currently happening happening as we record this and then what you know if you have any kind of targets or goals and you know what what this year looks like because I think you know so a lot part of the reason why. I wanted to put this show together is obviously I'd want to highlight Copper Harbor because it's my favorite place to go, but I think nationally, and I don't, I don't know if this goes on internationally, but nationally, like if you don't live in the upper Midwest and you don't ever want to go to Copper Harbor, Giving Tuesday can still be a good way to donate to your local trailer or can help promote trails all over. Right. So I'll I'll throw that one over, over to Nathan. Let's talk about looking forward to 2023 or 2023 into 2024, getting my years confused here. Oh, man.
2: We, we have another equally huge year um, planned for us. Uh, in 2023, we built 10 miles of trails, and we could easily do that again in 24. And it, it's going to rely on a lot of people donating again. Um, if we could have another big year at Giving Tuesday and then another big pile of cool events uh, next year, we will be able to definitely build 10 miles of trail. And really, our limiting factor recently has been uh, rock solid. Uh, not having enough crews for us, and then just not having a long enough build season because we can only start building in kind of early mid June, and then we're we have to stop in mid October when all the guys got to leave because it starts snowing. But we're looking forward to a lot of cool stuff. We we talked about building the Keweenaw Point Trail section one, uh, phase three, but we'd be looking at section two, and that would take you from Keystone Bay west another five or six miles along some extremely undeveloped and rugged uh, wild shoreline Um, we really don't even know what's out there Um, it's so difficult to get to this Um, we're we're probably going to have this trail run along the lake superior shoreline potentially for miles because just inland 10 or 15 feet away from the shoreline is a massive swamp square miles tens of square miles of swampland And there's no other way through it so we're we're probably going to have a trail unfortunately right along a really remote undeveloped shoreline for miles and miles along the the lake superior keweenaw point um, area and so that's going to take you almost all the way to fish cove in montreal falls with the keweenaw point trail and then looking on the other side of the keweenaw we also have a permitted uh, trail corridor from high rock bay back around to Keystone Bay where the current Keweenaw Point trail picks up. And once that's all done, you'll be able to do a really cool eight or 10 mile loop out along uh, High Rock Bay down to Keweenaw Point, Keystone Bay, and then back up. And then you could ride back to East Bluff. And that would be a really cool kind of lollipop loop, 15, 20 miles. Uh, that would be a really awesome afternoon picnic kind of ride. I um, mean, you take your snacks to go. You have a beer. At the very far end of the Keweenaw Peninsula, and you probably won't see anybody or anything out there except maybe a moose. We've heard talk of moose living out in the, in the far Keweenaw, and I wouldn't put it past them. It's a really cool and wild area, and all these trails are they're they're breaking how we build trails in Copper Harbor. Not only because of how remote they are, but Just the sheer difficulty of building trail that far out. At one point, with the current Keweenaw Point Trail project, they had to bring in a picnic table and we had to put some gravel down under it for the grant that we had gotten to help with that section of trail. And Rock Solid was honestly considering barging in the gravel to put underneath this this picnic table because it's miles from the nearest road. And they ended up cannycombing it along the trail. But yeah, we don't know how we're going to build these things. How do you get fuel? into a trail that's four or five miles from the nearest road like you can't just put it on your bike you got to carry like 20 gallons of diesel fuel out there at a time so very interesting challenges that we've got and those are just the cross-country trails i know adam's got some pet projects around in town that he could talk about and he's been pushing these for a while and i think that we're going to finally get them built this coming season
1: well i guess we're throwing it over to you adam let's hear about your pet projects
2: Kind of our big
0: one, um, and it's sort of the complaint that we've heard a lot, uh, is just the kind of lack of a good climbing route on the in-town network up Brockway Mountain. It's a popular, you can either self-shuttle it or there's shuttling with Kuna Adventure Company. And so it's a lot of downhill traffic and not a great climbing route. And so I think, and fingers crossed, it all comes together that we're able to put a climbing route on up Brockway Mountain this year. So I don't know, it's sort of in the region, if if you're familiar, uh, on the north side of Brockway where Flow is. Um, but coming further east, and it's going to have some really cool views down into Copper Harbor. Pretty cool terrain that we haven't touched, and and just a really nice actual climb trail. Nice wide crushed gravel, kind of mixed use for hikers and for for upway upwards travel for bikes. Um, so it'll be huge, it'd be a huge addition to addition to our system. Cool for the community, yeah. it it will link up to some nice hiking loops on the top of Rockway. So it ticks a lot of boxes. So yeah, as long as it all falls into place and we're getting more and more confident, I think we'll try to knock that one up this year.
1: Yeah, that one would be huge because I know when I'm up there, I think it's, I always get the east and the west confused, but I think I, I climb whoopity-woo east mostly. Mm-hmm. And and lately, especially at, I'm going to say off peak times, you know, early in the mornings or later in the evenings, I've been climbing the flow trail, which is actually a really good climb. <laughs>
0: It is for sure. And it's a funny thing, like mountain bikers don't like change, right? And so when we first started talking about this, uh, it was like, wow, oh, you know, it is what it is. You know, people have been climbing flow in Eastwood for years. Uh, but I think, you know, we are just seeing increased traffic and a lot of increased shuttlers. And um, there's a lot of merit for one-way trail networks um, or one-way trails. And so I think this is, it's not going to take much away from not being able to f- climb flow because I think we'll probably make that downhill only. So you're not going to miss a lot of that opportunity but it's just going to solve a lot of our problems and, and maybe avoid a lot of future problems, which I think would be good.
1: Yeah, no, I, I would prefer that flow in and East whoopity be, be directional. I'm a huge proponent of directional trails. So to have a, a climber and everyone's going the same way and everyone knows what to expect would be, I think it would be a huge step in in a great direction for Copper Harbor.
0: For sure. Yeah. So like I said, fingers crossed. I, I think we've got all our ducks in a row, which will be huge. And uh, yeah, it'd be a high priority for us to knock that up this year.
1: Well wrapping this thing up i'm going to have you go first adam why don't you illustrate how how you've leveraged your donations in terms of like what people can expect you know we've talked about all the stuff that's be, that's been built and that's being built but in a nutshell overall let's like demonstrate that the dollars that people donate go directly into the dirt we're going to say
0: you know so we're kind of a small org that punches above our weight a lot of the time uh, Nathan is typically our only employee, although we do have a couple of um, seasonal maintenance workers as well. But we're able to keep our kind of overheads pretty darn low, which is cool. And so, truthfully, they get off the top of my head here like 90% of the dollars we bring in go onto the trail, um, which is pretty massive. And so, it really is, you know, every dollar that people donate, especially through Giving Tuesday, you know, it's being matched up to two times. And so, your dollar turns into up to $3. And you know that it just lets us put miles in the ground and it's expensive to build in Copper Harbor. It is rocky. It is not easy. It's remote as we've been talking about. So every mile of trail is it gets more and more expensive and we're trying to do these wilder and wilder projects and it just the costs keep going up. But with everybody's help, what we bring in with individual donations are giving Tuesday, our local business partners, obviously Stram and some other great grant opportunities, it just allows us to take on these massive projects as like I said, a small trail org, and and really put some pretty amazing trail on the ground.
1: Throw it over to you, Nathan. And then also maybe illustrate, you know, Adam just said business partners, what it takes to become a, a business partner a supporter.
2: You're sure. Yeah, we've got, and in a given year, about 80 different business partners that donate to our trail network. And a lot of these are local. Uh, they're, they're who you'd expect, the restaurants, the hotels, tourist organizations uh, and businesses and the local bike shops, of course. Uh, We have a lot of awesome partners that we love working with um, on a day-to-day basis in a lot of cases. Uh, But we are seeing a lot more businesses and organizations from outside of the Keweenaw supporting us. Uh, Whether you own your own business or you work for a company that has a really generous matching option, we we encourage you to give back to our trails um, because all the stuff that we do every year we're, we're trying to build a really cool experience for people and not only just for ourselves, because this is a huge quality of life boost for people who live in the Keweenaw and are able to work here. Uh, but for people who come on vacation, want to make sure that this area is as cool as they have always imagined it or as cool as they've always experienced it for the last 10, 15, 20 years, or maybe just your first year. Um, so our trails are always free to use, but we are doing what we can to keep it free. And we've been advocating with the state to get a lot of policies changed. Um, We're very close to being able to have e-bikes on DNR land. And in 2023, we were able to open up most of our system to class one e-bikes. And that took years of advocacy to get us to that point. It takes years to get some of these trails on the ground. So by the time you see the construction crews out there finally building the trail, we may have been putting in several seasons, if not a decade or more, sometimes on some of these dreams to see these trails built. And that's my time as our executive director on staff. It's Adam and a lot of our other board of directors is volunteer time. Um, it's our trail maintenance crews time. Like, there's so much time that goes into building these trails that $50 for a membership to the Copper Harbor Trails Club so that you could ride these trails off into the middle of nowhere and have such a cool experience year after year. Um, it, it's a really awesome payout, and we hope that more people will join and donate so that we could all really enjoy this place.
1: Yeah. And I think I remember seeing that the lieutenant governor was there recently when he said state, state stuff.
2: Exactly. What a big
1: deal. Yeah. Well...
0: Yeah, it's great. So we were able to like cool sit down with with the governor, lieutenant governor, and kind of bring them up to the speed on what we got going on. It was cool to hear uh, support from the top there.
1: Yeah, which is awesome. I mean, there's so many, so many different states struggle with even getting the attention, much less actually having them visit, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Especially coming all the way up here, pretty cool.
1: Well, before we wrap this thing up, Adam, do you have anything you'd like to close with?
0: Uh, just kind of the normal thank yous. <laughs> um, you know, thank you. To you, Josh, and to um, everybody who helps support our organization, I think we feel a lot of love, and it allows us to do lots of cool things. We hired a couple of trail workers this year, and I think it really made a huge difference to our network. And so a big thank you to those guys, Kelly and Nathan. Yeah, and just hopefully to you guys listening for helping us uh, build out the q
1: And Nathan, how would you like to close this one out?
2: Come up and ride next year with us and plan more than one trip because we're going to be adding trails faster than you can ride them all
1: for sure. And that's, that's a very, it's a very ha- important thing. I know I plan at least two trips a year up there once for Labor Day weekend and and then once outside of Labor Day weekend. And I'll probably have a handful more of that in the future as well. But I encourage everyone to, to head up to the Copper Harbor as well. I mean, people, I think people look at me sideways when I say, where's your favorite, or when they say, where's your favorite place to ride? And I say Copper Harbor and they're like, where's Copper Harbor? So it's, I think people that know, they know. so.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and it's a, it's a cool place, you know, for more than just riding. It's, it's super unique up here.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, we could illustrate how cool it is for you to come there because you literally, you're in the UK right now and you choose to live in the Keweenaw and you could probably live in the UK or somewhere else.
0: For sure. Yeah. And uh, I live about an hour away from Copper Harbor at the moment, but building a house in Copper Harbor, cause even that's too far. So yeah, <laughs> it's pretty darn cool.
1: Well, Adam and Nathan, I really appreciate you taking the time today to talk about all things Copper Harbor and what, you know, what Giving Tuesday looks like in 2023 for you and your, your partnership with SRAM. And I can't remember what the Portage Foundation is called now. So I think you just said, you'd say Copper Shores.
2: Copper Shores. Just say that.
1: So with Copper Shores, I mean, it's, it really illustrates the power that when they, when they donate their dollar, it becomes three. And so it's, it's important to donate now, but, but donate year round and also attend an event. You know, if you can get in, if you can get in before the registration's closed up. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. And we will send this one out into the ether soon. Thanks, Josh. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please take the time to share these shows with others. Sharing these shows will help create awareness of both the guests who've taken the time to be on the show and the podcast series itself. Also, if you're new to the Trail Effect podcast, check out our ever-expanding library of episodes. If you listen to the Trail Effects podcast on Apple or Spotify, please don't forget to leave a rating and review, as this is one of the best ways to show support for the Trail Effect podcast. Also, don't forget to check out Cooley Creative at www.dujustsendit.com. For additional ways to help support the Trail Effects podcast, check out the affiliate links tab at the Trail Effect website, where you'll find links to Kettle Mountain Apparel, Worldwide Cyclery, and Trail One Components. By using the affiliate links found at www.traileffectpodcast.com, A small commission will come back to the podcast, which will help keep this thing going. This podcast has been edited and produced by Evolution Trail Services. Thank you again for listening.